0: The following episode is rated E for explicit and contains language that may not be suitable for everyone. Discretion is advised.
1: Welcome to the club, man. You idiot! I Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? What we've got here is failure to communicate.
0: I live my life. The worst day of my life. The worst day of your life so far. He's looking at you, kid.
2: There's no
0: crying in baseball! I'm gonna make him an awful kind of you. Strange things are afoot at the circle K. To
1: infinity and beyond! Welcome to episode 16 of the Heritage Film Club, where this week we're going all the way to Val Verde, and we're covering the Arnold Schwarzenegger classic movie from 1985, Commando. John, roll the trailer, John.
2: They hunted him down. You know, Colonel, we went to a lot of trouble to find you. They murdered his friends and they took the only thing he would kill for. If you want your kid back,
0: then you gotta cooperate, right? Wrong. Now, somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. Do you think that he's going to give us any problems?
1: You'll do exactly
2: as he's told. Hasta luego, fellas. You're a funny guy, Sally. That's why I'm going to kill you last. Are you gonna tell me what's going on
0: or what? No. Don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired.
2: What are you doing?
1: Helping you get her back.
0: Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last?
2: That's what Major made
1: you. It did. I lied. If it's a mission no man can
0: survive, he's the man for the job. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Let's party.
1: Retired Special Forces soldier John Matrix, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, lives with his daughter Jenny in isolation, but his privacy is disturbed by former commander Franklin Kirby, who warns him that his fellow soldiers are getting killed one by one. After Kirby leaves, Jenny is kidnapped by former Latin American dictator Arias, played by Dan Hedaya who wants Matrix to restore him to power by killing the current president of Valverde. Instead, Matrix sets out to take down the rogue leader, rescue his daughter, and unleash World War III. Welcome again. We are Mike, Clayton, Hello. and Jared. Hey there. Brian's sitting this one out. He's got other stuff to do. No dedication. None at all. But we are here. <laughs> we are here, and we're going to talk... Commando. Right, so Commando was released in 1985. It's directed by Mark L. Lester, screenplay by action screenwriting legend Stephen E. souza who went on to direct and write the incredibly awesome Street Fighter the movie. And it's based on a story by legendary comics writer Jeff Loeb, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ray Dawn Jong, Alyssa Milano. An excellent Vernon Wells, Dan Hedaya, and action stalwart Bill Duke. The budget for Commando was $9 million, and it grossed a box office of $57.5 million. Bam. Debuted at number one and stayed there for three weeks. It has a runtime of 90 minutes. Now, rotten tomatoes, fellas. What do you reckon? Critics or audience? Audience. Audience. Yeah, that would be the obvious, right? And I think it was like Magic Mike where we got it all wrong as well. Critics gave this a 71, wow. which I find amazing because they're right. should be higher. Audience gave it 67. Huh. Wow. They're wrong. Surprising. This movie is like yeah. 100. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is so freaking awesome. All right. Spoiler alert for the end. Mike gives this film two thumbs up. <laughs> okay. So me aside, Jared. What do you think?
2: Yeah, well, um, my first time watching it, and I think the moment that, that really sold me on the movie was right at the start when all the guys have broken into his house and there's the guy sitting in the room and tells Arnie the whole plan and, and he says, oh, so if you want to see your daughter, you're going to have to cooperate, right? And Arnie just says wrong and shoots him. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. And, like, it was. It's just so absurd, just, like, so violent and crazy and, yeah. I loved it, yeah.
0: Your daughter's safe, Colonel. Whether she stays that way is up to you. My people got some business with you. And if you want your kid back,
1: then you gotta cooperate. Right? Wrong. That scene is so good. Clayton, what do you think?
0: Um, Like Jared, this was the first time I watched it as well. I'm surprised I've never seen this before. Between Magic Mike and this movie, I feel less of a man. Um, and it, it sold me at the very beginning when the guy came out to put the rubbish out and the two guys come from the rubbish truck and just spray them full of bullets. I'm like, I'm all in.
1: Right. Right. Yes. So, okay. So when I started watching this movie, this time, my wife was in the room and that's the opening scene. The guy thinks he's missed the garbage pickup Yep, and he goes outside with his bins and he says to the guys on the truck, I'm afraid you guys missed me. And they're like, don't worry, we won't. And then, yeah, like you said, pull out the Uzis and spray the guy. <laughs> and, and my wife's like, do they need to use that many bullets? And then as soon as she says that, they spray they him start again. shooting his dead body on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> this is commando, baby. Oh, Jesus, So good. Um, cool, as. Jared, what do you think overall? Like, did you enjoy the movie as a whole, or was it a bit too dumb?
2: No, nah, I, I enjoyed it. Like, it was so over the top and just, like, just crazily absurd, but it was just so much fun, just, like, vintage action. I don't know. I haven't seen too yeah. many, like, sort of 80s action movies, so I don't know how much of the stuff had been done before this or this sort of influenced a lot. Like, I'm thinking of movies like Taken, uh, John Wick, uh, Die Hard 3, especially with the sort of civilian who gets roped into it, helps the the main guy along. I don't know if they were mm. influenced by this movie, but it just seems like it was. I'm not sure if that was done before.
1: We'll talk about Die Hard during yeah. this. Uh, but Die Hard 3 does that in a much more believable way, mm-hmm. roping in the civilian and having the civilian
2: tag along. I thought it was quite funny. Mm. Like at first, when he takes from the car, she's super calm. Then she freaks out at the mall. By the way, that's the second time we've watched Arnie chase something through a mall on this podcast.
1: Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's two for two
2: for Arnie movies on the
1: Heritage Film Club.
2: And she's super calm. She freaks out at the mall. And then after that, she's just like all in with him again. It's like that whole massive switch. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to help you out and fire a rocket launcher at a police van.
1: It's so bizarre how she jumps on board. She totally screws him or tries to screw him at them all by dobbing him into the security guards. Then after she sees him beat them all up and Tarzan swing through, through the wall. Oh, don't forget to pick up the phone box and slam it down. Yes. Rip out the phone box with a dude inside it. Yes. Get, yeah. While getting shot at. While getting shot at. And, oh man, this is, this is how... A mall scene has done Wonder Woman eighty four. <laughs> one one
2: thing I, I loved about that mall scene is the cops um, yeah. when they're talking to each other, it's like sort of believable where the guy says, "Yeah, I'm going to back up." This guy's huge. It's not like they just yeah. like can't see that he's this like enormous dude and gonna just like go all guns blazing themselves. They he needs that backup because he realizes how huge he is. Yeah,
1: but that's followed directly by the guy answering the the radio and saying to the girls he's trying to chat up do you want to watch me kick some ass yeah and i'm like dude but turn then, the corner
0: then as he turns a corner and sees the guy he's like i need John some nuts. backup this guy's yeah. one big motherfucker <laughs> yes
1: oh uh, let's just say right from the beginning the dialogue in this is gold <laughs>
0: it's like you did it's like they simplified everything for civilians or normal people to understand
1: and it's just yeah it's just awesome You know what I think it is? It's like, if this movie didn't exist, and nowadays you got an AI to write an action movie after watching a whole lot of 80s action movies, this is what it would write. (laughs) Yeah. This is like the epitome of 80s action over-the-top cheese. And this came out the same year as Rambo First Blood Part 2. And it was part of the fueling of the Sylvester Stallone versus Arnold Schwarzenegger because this was the year business.
2: after Terminator, right?
1: Yeah, so he had done Conan already, so I got this wrong on the last episode when I did my build up for the movie. So he had he had done Conan, he had done I think he'd done Red Sonya, and he had done Terminator 1. But this is before this is after
2: Terminator 1.
1: After Terminator 1, but Oh well. Wow. He doesn't do a lot in Terminator 1.
2: There was to be the fair. I'll be back in this movie, so I'm like, wait, was Terminator before this?
1: Yes. Yeah, because I had that too. I thought, oh, is this actually where it comes from?
2: Mm, I thought the same thing.
1: But this is sort of the first movie where Arnold is the lead action guy in a modern setting. And he basically has to carry the whole movie. So he has to have dialogue and, and do all of that stuff. So where Conan was set in a fantasy world and Terminator was him just being a robot. This was like his big lead modern action movie. Yeah, and boy, <laughs> it is something, something I, awesome. I thought don't get it was. Wrong. Um, I freaking love this
2: movie. Hilarious! The whole opening scene where he's like at the house with his with his daughter and everything, and I yeah, it's like it's so yes. it's so cliche. I don't know if it was at the time. To, if you want to show someone's like big, you show them chopping wood. There's just that like scene of him chopping wood, and the scene of him holding that huge log.
1: Yes, I was going to say to Clayton when you said before that you've never felt less manly. I was like, is it because you watched him literally carry a tree to his house?
0: (laughs) Yes, because we went from Magic Mike, where everybody's all nice toned and all strapping, to this one, where he's carrying a tree, but the emphasis is on his legs and his arm muscles. And he's just got not a care in the world. He's just like, I'm carrying a tree. And what? It's all good? And I'm like, yeah, I can't do that.
1: And then it cuts into what you could overdub with the 80s sitcom theme from tv and just have that whole opening with him and jenny
2: yeah.
1: uh, living their life in the mountains eating ice cream feeding deer <laughs> learning martial arts
0: uh, and eating a weird sandwich which i don't know what was inside of it
1: yeah that that yeah. joke wasn't even a joke and it just fell flat he bites into it it's like what's in this you don't want to know i was like Cool. That was weird. <laughs> but I want to know. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, of course we want to know. Uh, we should just. I think we need to start tweeting Alyssa Milano. Ask her what was in the sandwich.
2: One thing I had to bring up was what was that weird knitted vest that Bennett wears through the whole movie? Chainmail. He's such a. It was chainmail. It's not mail, even right? chainmail. I think chain if mail. you actually look, it's actually knitted. <laughs> nah, no way. It's, it's chainmail, right? I mean, it looks like it's chainmail, but I think it's actually knitted. If you, like, look closely, it's, like, a knitted vest, (laughs) and it's just so weird. (laughs) This whole character is just so, like, just weird-looking.
1: Well, the other thing was, he wasn't originally cast as Bennett. Someone else was. And they fired the other guy and replaced him with Vernon Wells, who had done Mad Max 2. And all those clothes that he wears are too small for him, (laughs) because they were made for the other guy. (laughs) And I had no time or budget or whatever to oh my gosh. to make more, so that's why he looks a bit weird. But can we just talk about Vernon Wells for a minute, uh, Bennett? Because how glorious of a bad guy is that dude? Talk about chew the scenery, man. He is so over the top, and if you if you just go all in on it and you don't dissect it, it's so fantastic.
2: It's so it's hilarious. It's so like you get these two guys who are obviously obviously um, in the army together. They were like the two top guys. Arnie's this huge yeah. built, just like pure muscle. And then on the other hand, Bennett's this like fat Australian with a mustache. It's, it's so good.
1: It's so good. And just every little thing, especially I'll jump to the end for a minute. We literally ejaculates over a knife. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when, when Arnold's like put down the chicken shit gun, Bennett, fight me like a man or whatever. And he's like, don't you want to take the knife and stab me with it and cut me and blah, blah, And he's just like, like wetting his pants <laughs> yes. over it. It's just, like, yeah. I was like, wow. Oh, he, but he plays it so good. When he gets electrocuted and comes straight back from that, by the way, that was a decent time. He was getting electrocuted. Uh, everything about him is just.
0: I was going to say that. And when he rips the door off of the yeah. the furnace. Yeah. And then they're up against the furnace fighting, and nobody cares that there's a
1: flame right next to them. They're just both being macho. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Nothing's hot. It doesn't matter. It's Adrenaline Man. We've skipped so far forward. But I was just going to say, so this is in America, I believe, is an R18. It's now available on Disney+, and it's R18. So I first saw this when I was really young, and it was the first R-rated movie I ever saw. And I snuck it because... My grandparents owned a motel, and it was back in the day before um, Sky TV over here, so cable, I guess. And if the the guests in their motel rooms wanted to watch a movie, they could pick from a list. And then my grandparents would put it on in their VCR, and it would play through all the rooms on a certain channel. (laughs) And so if nobody had asked for a movie, I was allowed to put stuff on to watch. And I was always told... You can choose any video from the pile, but anything with the R on it, you're not allowed to watch. So as soon as they went out, I picked an R movie, and it was Commando. And <laughs> it blew my mind. I was like, when I was a kid, my favorite scenes were Arnold lifting the tree. I was, I was like, dude. I was like eight or nine or something. And then when Cindy fires the rocket launcher backwards, that, oh, yes. that was amazing. The kidding up scene where... John Matrix lands on the island and puts and, the whole surplus store on himself. Yeah, yeah, he carries the whole arsenal <laughs> of a like, platoon. How,
2: how how badly do you think he wanted to? How badly do you think he wanted to get into his underwear to do that swimming scene? So badly.
1: <laughs> oh. Oh. There is also a, a scene that was cut from the movie, um, may, may not have even got filmed in the end, but originally there was supposed to be a scene where John Matrix and Cindy hook up and, you know, do the deed in the plane on the way to save Jenny. (laughs) Um, Who'd be flying the plane then? (laughs) That's right. So I'm pretty sure it was Ray Dawn Chung who nixed the scene or was against doing it because, first of all, we're supposed to be seriously going to rescue Jenny or whatever. We wouldn't be thinking about that. And two, someone has to fly the plane. And now I'm wondering, is that why Arnold was just in his in his briefs <laughs> when he gets out. Basically, <laughs> like, yeah. The real reason is obviously so he can show off his muscles when he's rowing that little boat. There's yeah, that, that was amazing. But that kidding up scene just blew my mind. It was so cool. And it stands now, I reckon, as one of the best scenes of someone gearing up to go into war.
0: And he had an he after putting everything on himself, he had to stand there and put those little black lines on him.
1: So well. That's cool. Cause that's camouflage. I know. Uh, but the also- best part was when he was finished all that and he picks up the rocket launcher, then he poses for the camera yes. with his machine gun over his shoulder, yes, like a photo op for a good couple of seconds before he decides, Oh yeah, shit. I better go and rescue Jenny. And my other favorite bit when I was a kid and still now is during the compound raid where he ends up in a garden shed and There's a scene, like, you know, the guys shoot the garden shed up, all these soldiers. And when they open the door, he swings down with a pitchfork and stabs the guy. But my favorite part is where he picks up the circular saw blades and just throws them at the dude. I was like, badass. (laughs) When I was like eight or nine or whatever, I was like, that is badass.
2: That's so cool. That whole compound scene is where it just completely picks Mm -hmm. up and he's just like killing hundreds and hundreds. It's insane.
1: The last 25 minutes of this movie is all you need. (laughs) Yeah. Just. Fast forward, doesn't matter. We've talked and about kill counts in
2: um, previous movies we've done, and this mm-hmm. just blows it out of the water. And I couldn't even count how many people he killed in this.
1: Apparently, just in the compound scene, it's 81.
2: Wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I think it's something like 105 over the course of oh the week, because obviously he's got, like, Sully and yeah. um, Bill Duke and the dude. Oh, can we just – okay, let's skip back, because we're just running all the way to the compound. But a few things – does anyone have a favorite quote? Because this movie literally is just a quote factory. Jared, did you have a favorite quote? There's
2: so many. It's so hard to pick. I, I the one that I knew, I like. I think I'd seen on like best kill like one liners compilations was the um. Remember when I said I would kill you last? I thought that was great, and he just yep. drops him. So the, the, the I eat green berries for breakfast. Uh, it's just it's, That's so it's good. the whole movie is just quotes. It's it's so hard to just pick one. I did. I, I love the. When he kills the guy in the airplane. Because it's just like so out of the blue. Yeah, he's, like, he's dead yeah, tired. Man. Yeah, that was. That was. Crazy. That is my favorite one.
0: Excuse me. How long is the flight?
1: We land in Valverde in exactly 11 hours.
0: Thank you. And do me a favor. Don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So, when we were watching this, at that point, my wife was still in the room. <laughs> she hadn't given up yet. And they get into the plane and. My wife starts talking i'm like no no no, wait 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 because i knew the line was coming and he snaps the guy's neck and she's like that doesn't mean he's dead i was like he broke his neck he like turned his head around it's not like he just like fractured a, a part of his spine and he can like stone cold it and come back from it he broke the guy's neck and um so anyway i was, I was shushing her because the line was coming and he goes please don't disturb my friend he's dead tired And I just cracked up because that's funny every time. I do not care what you say. And she looked at me like I was an idiot. Like, that's not funny. What
0: did I marry?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the look on her face. And then my mother-in-law was in the room and she was like, what are you talking about? And I repeated the line and she cracked up. And I said, see, it's funny. That is so funny. But yeah, that's. That goes for my favorite quote, I think, the He's Dead Tied, because it's just so perfect.
2: I was just going to say the whole whole bit with the, remember when I said I'd kill you last, I was just thinking of the the Rainier Wolf Castle when he does it in The Simpsons the whole time. (laughs) Remember when I said I would eat you last? I lied. So good. I was thinking this is the most McBain movie.
1: Yeah, it totally is. That's exactly, yeah, exactly. Sorry, go, Clayton, what was your favorite?
0: No, it was the Sully one, and also the aeroplane one, they're the two most rememberable ones, but the fight scene between Arnie and Bill Duke's character, yeah. that was cool in the hotel room, especially Hades yeah, especially <laughs> when they knock down the door and you see the two people having sex next door, yeah. and then they stop, and I'm sure they've got a video camera up, they do recording themselves, and I'm yes, like, they do. Ha, 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 crazy, I think,
2: I think the, absolute, the funniest thing about that is that. Random hotel must have the best sound insulation in the world because they're in there firing yeah. guns and everything. They break yes. through the wall, and oh. that's when those two people like realize something's going on. They don't hear any of these bullets, but yeah. when they break through the wall, they're all <laughs> yes. shots.
1: Yeah, and Cindy just takes it all in. It's so good. So, yeah, I was going to talk about Cindy for a bit because we first meet Cindy uh, at the airport when Matrix has been dropped off. Oh, actually, let's go back a little bit more. So, when The terrorists come to abduct Jenny from Arnold's house. First of all, he's got a nice house. And I feel like he probably built it himself. (laughs) I mean, he carried the trees and stuff. I just feel like he built it himself. And Kirby leaves two soldiers. One black dude, one white dude. (laughs) Like, black soldier's dying first. It's an 80s movie. Boom. Black soldier died first. But not before delivering the line when Arnold goes, um, you've got to stay downwind or whatever. And he goes... Downwind? You think we could smell them? He's like, I did. Dude. It's like, you're the man. Oh, so good. And I then, like um, his gun safe
0: at his house, eh? Hey?
1: Right? Yeah. yeah. So good. Uh, and then then let's not forget the most classic scene. And this also, everything about this movie blew me away when I was a child. They've um, sabotaged this car. <laughs> yes, 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 <laughs> yes. And then he decides, fuck it, I'm going to push this shit down the hill. No <laughs> legs Come what may. <laughs> and just... Oh man, it's so impossible. The whole timing of this thing. All they had to do was stop their car,
0: and and he would have drove past.
1: <laughs> yeah, he would have just drove. Up. But they keep going down this winding road that he keeps somehow, even though he's going way faster than him, manages to to catch and smash into their car and everything. Awful now because then they tranquilize him and capture him. Anyway, what I was saying was so we meet Cindy after. Matrix is being forced to get on a plane to Valverde. And Sully is creepy AF, man. Mm -hmm. Like, that dude just went from, like, a weird little dude to creepy stalker rapist dude at the flip of a switch. (laughs) It was just out of nowhere. I thought Cindy was a flight attendant. Did you think that? I thought
2: thought she was too. She was, yeah? No, yeah, apparently she's a trainee pilot. Oh. I was thinking she was just a... Um, like a, a flight attendant that was also trained to be a pilot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's what it is because when they get to the scene later on where they have to steal the aquatic plane, I was like, this chick knows a lot about how to fly a plane.
0: Now she said she was doing flying lessons.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. When, cause she was, cause
0: they were like, that's where we get the oil from. And she's like, I'm doing flying lessons and that's where he tops up or whatever. And then they uh, go to yeah, right. the hideout yeah.
1: with the yeah. arsenals of the guns and stuff. She also knows a lot about how everything works in the aviation industry, by the way. Yeah. But so when she leaves the airport and Sully's following her and she walks into a car park, my mother-in-law turned around and goes, Oh, well, why would you walk into a car park? (laughs) I was like, well, she doesn't know he's, he's following her or whatever. And then, yeah, he just harasses her a little bit and then calls her a fucking whore and then (laughs) leaves. And that's that. And then, Arnold pops up and she doesn't seem terribly phased after just getting rid of this one guy and rips the seat out
2: of her car. <laughs> that was hilarious.
1: Oh man. So good, man. Another thing that just blew my mind when I was a kid, I was like, you can do that. He just, oh, I was great. And, um, makes her follow Sully and the movie starts and it's great. But he did have a nice Porsche though, way. Eh? He did, which has some, uh, Continuity errors (laughs) during the race and the crash scene and everything.
2: He's like ramming the Porsche the whole time, and then her car gets wrecked. He's like, "Oh, we'll just take his instead." When they've just been ramming each other the entire chase,
1: (laughs) and flips it over with his manly hands. Yep, and I'm pretty sure when he flips it over, there's no damage to the side that was on the ground. But I need to rewatch. Yeah, what did you think of the more scene, Clayton? I thought it was awesome, especially when he picked up the phone box and threw it
0: down while trying to be shot at.
1: Yeah, nice. And what about the swing? Oh, the swing Like you
0: knew, you knew he was going to make it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but it was pretty awesome the fact that he landed on top of the elevator, not smashing through it. Because I thought he was just going to smash through the glass, but he actually did the smart thing and land on top. The smart thing, physics,
1: dude. I don't think I did. Hey. It's an Arnie movie. He he could have easily bolted through the glass. (laughs) For my money, it's the Arnie movie. This is the most Arnie movie of all Arnie movies. For my money, it's the best Arnie movie. Right, so we talked before about Surplus City. Any thoughts on that, apart from the fact that it's the slowest (laughs) break-in to a store (laughs) in movie history? (laughs) I was weirded out a bit with that Like. Initially where did he
0: get the bulldozer thingy from to smash through the window? Like the bulldozers need keys. That's like mm. I'm guessing he hot wired it or something. But mm. like the fact that he did that and then went in and did that, that
1: was fine. I was just like, Where'd you get the bulldozer from? But I felt like it was that scene from Austin Powers where it looks like something's coming towards you but it's actually really far away. And it's just taking forever and you're overreacting to it. Because that bulldozer just took forever. (laughs) It seemed like it took so long to get to the window. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're not fast, so I guess.
2: That gun shop was like a military Mm -hmm. base with the the weapons that they had there.
1: Yeah, that was really cool. The secret room at the back (laughs) with all the the guns. That he just knew about.
0: Do surplus shops really have that?
1: In America, probably. Well, it's sort of like in Falling Down, although that was more of an ex-military shop, Mm. I guess. The first thing I thought was... In 1985, shops probably still had alarms. Maybe Ooh. I'm wrong. But then I was really happy when the police turned up. <laughs> it's like, oh, they tried to make it semi-realistic by having the cops turn up. <laughs> and that, of course, leads us into the fantastic rocket launcher scene. The cop, you know
0: the scene where Cindy pulls up next to the cop, eh? Yeah. In the Do van. The yeah. yeah. He was like, hey, look, it's a hooker, eh? <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. No, I I double take that going, did he just call her a hooker?
1: <laughs> yep, he sure did. And then proceeded to try and hit on her. Yes, yes. And didn't really flinch when he looked in the mirror and saw her standing up with a rocket launcher. <laughs> and she fired it the wrong way. And, and then, then they still went not They went, what the fuck? And then still gave her time to turn around. The other thing is, when she fired it backwards, why did she not get kicked forward onto her face? Because when she fired it the right way, she got kicked back into the car. Yes! <laughs> I was like, come on, man, continuity. Come on, just give us
2: some credit. And, and then the line afterwards, that, um, I read the instructions.
1: Yeah, now, talking about continuity, that's really cool. Because in the scene before, where they raid Surplus City and take the rocket launcher, and she's got a trolley full of, or a shopping cart full of weapons... There is actually an instruction manual with the rocket launcher. Do you want further
0: continuity as
1: well? Yes, I do.
0: When they go, to, when Arnie goes to the island and he yeah. uses a rocket launcher to bust open the big wooden doors, there's only two rockets because they've already used two.
1: Nice. I was wondering if anyone picked that up as well because I, I noticed that as well. That was really cool. One thing in a, in a scene before Surplus City uh, where Arnold and Cindy break into the bad guys' hideout? I don't know. what It, it was really random. Um, and they find the plans, and he's doing all the navigation stuff with the longitude and stuff, and trying to map out what it is, and they're like, it's this island. This must oh, be where they're taking Jenny. Yes. It's like, you already knew that! And they were taking you there on a plane! And you know what? The yeah.
0: island's already highlighted a circle around it yeah. with arrows pointing to it. <laughs>
1: <And> <laughs> on the map! I have a question. So, they take, oh, we haven't even talked about how John Matrix jumped out of a fucking plane. <laughs> like at the beginning. That right. was amazing. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. And he waited because, yeah. Okay. So after he kills the first guy and says he's dead, tired, then he, sees he's, he says he's air sick and he goes down into the bottom of the plane and rips through the, the wall, tries to find a way out. He's hanging on the front wheel of the plane as it's going down the runway which looks amazing. It's really well shot. And my um, mother-in-law was like, oh, he's going to jump off that wheel. You watch. And it's like, wait, wait. And then it starts going up. And she's like, oh, thought he was going to jump off. It's like, wait, this dude's not dumb. And then <laughs> he jumps. And she's like, oh, he was waiting for the water. I was like, nice. <laughs> See, very good. But my thing is, right, they give him 11 hours. He's got 11 hours because he asks how long the flight is, right? And He knows he has to get everything done to rescue Jenny before they know he's not on the plane. But when they get in the aquatic plane, or when they're at the bad guy's hideout, he says, how long would it take to get there? And she's like, two hours. I'm like, how come a commercial liner takes 11 hours to get there, and your little plane takes two hours? And by the way, the army helicopters clearly takes them like 10 minutes, because they just pop up as soon as they get Cindy's message over the radio. That just, uh, it irked me. In an Arnold movie. I can't really look for realism in this movie. <laughs> yeah, but that's like massive <laughs> discrepancies. And I must have missed something because I was just like,
0: what? I assume that they weren't going to the same place.
1: You know, they were taking him to Valverde. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and no, I think because, the
0: island was somewhere else.
1: Oh, you might be right, actually. Man, I'm dumb. I've watched this movie like a million times. <laughs> because the yeah, bad yeah,
0: guys, when they come off the airplane and the, um, the guy's dead, the bad yeah. guys call the boss dude. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and he's sitting there on his little compound. I just
1: assumed that was, like, somewhere else. Oh, man, if I could be bothered, I'd just edit all this out to make myself not sound dumb. But yeah, you're <laughs> right. They're on, like, their secret island. They're not on Valverde. Huh. Well, dumb. Anyway. You suck! Lucky for him, it was only two hours away then. Because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> it gave him, gave him the exact 25 minutes he needed to go and storm the compound. So anything else you guys want to talk about before we get to The Compound?
2: I think I've covered it. I had notes as well, and I think I've gone through them all.
1: Clayton? I had no
0: notes for this movie because this movie was awesome. You can still have
1: notes if it's awesome.
0: <laughs> I was just—I was engrossed watching it from start to finish, man.
1: Nice, nice. <laughs> I'm so happy. Okay, so let's talk about The Compound then. Come on, Bennett. Let's party. So yeah, we start with the classic Arnold Schwarzenegger kidding up scene. A lot of zips and buckles and shoelaces and camo paint. And guns. Guns, knives. Yep. And then he, he goes into his crouch stance and he storms up the bank into the compound. He had landmines too. Dude, he had remote detonator landmines. He had grenades. He had everything.
2: Yes. Landmines which sent those guys trampolining into the air.
1: Yes. So that was That was the grenades. Can we just talk about those grenades? Because every time he throws a grenade, it looks like the dudes are on springboards. Yeah. Because as soon as they explode, They just, in sync, go flying up into the air. It's amazing. But with the landmines, when he plants those and he blows up all the buildings, paper buildings, they they look so funny when they explode. It's just great. But he's going around, like, stealth killing all these people, and then eventually, obviously, gets seen, kills the guy up in the sentry tower, which is great, because he does an overdramatic death where he turns (laughs) around and falls over the rail. And then it's just all on. Someone says to Kirby, "What are you expecting?" And he's like, "World War Three or something." And it's like, it's exactly what he does. It's just one man army.
2: Was there mo- was there action movies before this one that was just like pure one man army, unkillable killing machine? I'd say Rambo two.
1: Not Rambo one. Uh, he is a one man army, but it's a different sort of movie. It's more oh. of a it's more of a drama. Through, it's not really like an action movie. In this sense. But Rambo Rambo 2 was. That's where Rambo became the Rambo you think of when you think of Rambo. Oh, okay. But not to this level. This, nothing is at this level. This is crazy good. So, yeah. So he goes through, he's miraculously not taking any bullets. And I wrote in my notes, stormtroopers are better shots than these soldiers. This is unbelievable how he can just run across a lawn and not catch a bullet and then stop
2: in the middle it's of not the lawn. Like he's a small target. No, that's right. He's a huge target. and He's got
1: no cover. And then he just stands there spraying bullets. I was like, dude, it's so, so good. This movie. Cause then even like we said before, he gets cornered in a garden shed and he uses whatever's in the garden shed. And I completely forgot that he cuts that dude's arm off with a machete and he just stands there looking at the stump. And I was like, that's so cool <laughs> oh man i love this movie so much oh, so good any thoughts on the compound raid guys
0: it was just so manly yeah
1: just insanity
0: <laughs> it was just so manly full of action
1: it really was all right so then dan hedaya who's playing arias the the guy who wants to become president of valverde and overthrow <laughs> it he decides it's up to him even though bennett's still alive But Jenny has escaped. Sorry, she's been locked in a room the whole movie. Didn't talk about that. Mm -hmm. She, because of her cool commando training from her dad, finds a way to escape the room just before she's found out and runs down into a boiler room. Meanwhile, back upstairs, Arius has decided to take upon himself to kill Matrix and gets into a bizarre shootout with machine guns. Of course they did. (laughs) Of course they did. And Darius catches all the bullets that Arnold didn't and dies. So that just leaves Bennett down in the boiler room. Did you mark out for the line? Which line? Let off some steam, Bennett? Yes. Yeah. I saving that for the end, but dude, that's the best line ever. It's, and that wasn't even the original line. There were like alternate lines. Are you for real? Yeah. I think it was like, uh, relieve some pressure. <laughs> lines all like along the same lines. I can't remember them all, but let off some steam. Bennett is so cool. So Matrix goes down into the boiler room to confront Bennett, who's got Jenny at knife point. Oh, I wanted to talk about a line actually before that. When he's up in the mansion, and Matrix is on the way, and when he's walking past one of the soldiers in the hallway, the soldiers say yes. to, to Bennett. Yes.
2: Slitting a little girl's throat
1: is like cutting warm butter. Put the knife away, and shut your mouth.
0: I love listening to your little piss and soldiers trying to talk tough. They make me laugh.
2: Yes!
1: <laughs> this yes. is
2: such a bizarre
1: scene. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's so funny as well, like, that scene where he specifically says, oh, yeah, I'm scared because I'm smart. And then he goes and lets his, like, yep. emotions get the best of him and gets into a fight with this, like, gigantic guy when he has a clear shot of him as well. It's like, you're not as smart as you think you are.
1: If he was this smart, he would have left the island and just left Jenny there because... <laughs> yeah.
0: And he had already, sorry, as you say, Garrett, to, to your point too, he had already put a bullet in his arm too.
1: Yeah, yeah. he shot him. He got a shot on Matrix. The one bullet Matrix takes <laughs> is from Bennett at close quarters. But then we've got the cool let's party, which <laughs> is fantastic. And one of my favorite gifts... And then we have the, the massive brawl, which includes ripping the furnace plate <laughs> off and yes. using it as a shield. And then showing how strong Arnold Schwarzenegger is, taking a pipe, <laughs> launching it through the air. It just sounds shit crazy when you're saying it. I know. But wait, it gets better. It's going mm. so fast. <laughs> That it pierces the chainmail. Or the (laughs) vest. The vest. Goes right through the dude. (laughs) Then lets out the steam. I was like, man. (laughs) You know what? We're okay with that. (laughs) Well, that's my other point. Jenny didn't care. She's standing there smiling like my daddy won. There's a dude pinned to a wall. With a pipe with steam coming out of it. That and your dad fruit. just said to him, <laughs> Let off some steam, Bennett. And she's like, Sweet ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically crazy, but it's so, so it's, good. So good. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's the best movie. And then Matrix is one. He's got Jenny. He's carrying her back to the beach. That's when the army decides to turn up. Kirby comes down and he says, Did you leave anything for us? And I was like, just bodies. I like, nice. Uh, <laughs> then, you know, he goes, um, I want you to start your team back up. Just give me the word and it's done. And he looks at Cindy. He looks at Jenny. And then he finally turns to Kirby and he's like, no chance. <laughs> and he delivers it. So robotically, he sounds like the Terminator. And the part I always had a problem with is they get to the plane. Cindy comes out of the plane and she's in the water And Jenny just runs up and gives her a hug. You've never met her. Yeah, I found that part weird. That (laughs) took me out. You don't know who she is. Oh, it's so bizarre. And then we get the cool Power Station song start to play. Can we talk about the music in this movie? (laughs) The score in this movie is amazing. (laughs) And it's so Mm -hmm. 80s. And at the beginning, especially during the montage with Jenny and Matrix, (laughs) where they're having family time, and the score is playing. And I'm just sitting there going, this is so 80s, it's brilliant. And my wife's like, do they go to Asia in this movie? Because this sounds really Asian. <laughs> and I was like, what? And then I listened to it and I was like, it does. is that but then it's got just great score all the way through it's, it's great in quotes it's an audio podcast and then we get that yeah that awesome power station song to take us through the credits it's so good man just love this movie so much oh, right i think i took over this whole podcast that's so. fine yeah it was your movie <laughs> i love this movie
2: jerry did you have a favorite scene it's too hard to pick. I mean, the whole movie is just so full on. It's it's impossible to pick one favourite. Even just f- from the compound bit where it's just so full on and it's just killing and violence the whole way through.
1: Yeah, that's really good. And Clayton? Yeah, the whole movie. <laughs> the whole movie? Yeah, the whole
0: movie okay. was just one big, awesome scene. Uh, Even the slow parts, to build-up to the better parts. I was, as I said, I was all in from the get-go, man.
1: Now, I know we all miss Brian, but I have to say... I'm sort of glad he's not here on this one because it sounds like we're going to be very close to unanimous. <laughs> on this one. And I feel like I wouldn't yeah. be if Brian was here because yeah, it's just too ridiculous. And I say this in the nicest way, cause I know Brian's <laughs> going to listen and, and this is why I picked it because I knew he wasn't going to be here. And I love this movie so much. <laughs> and I, <just> <laughs> I uh, love that you try trying to justify this. Oh man. Um, <laughs> but we're welcoming back. Next week with Open Arms, or next episode, rather. Do we have any final thoughts on Commando? Because I've given all my thoughts, so you guys give some final thoughts.
2: One thing I just thought of was I, I read um, some sort of discussions online about this movie in the last week, and one thing I thought was hilarious was the description of Bennett as um, a fat Freddie Mercury. I think <laughs> yeah. that fits well, just <laughs> his whole look. The well, that's mustache. what he looks like.
0: Oh, yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. Freddie Mercury.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> but the mustache. What? The moustache was an
1: 80s thing, though, eh? So. It was, but he did look quite like yeah. a fat, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> it was quite good. I said we will talk about Die Hard. So there was this yeah. rumor going around. Well, okay. So there was going to be a Commando 2, but Arnold didn't like the script and obviously went on to do things like Predator and Terminator 2 and a whole lot of other stuff, like Jingle all the way. <laughs> and the script, now Jared probably knows already, but Clayton – Tell me if this sounds like a familiar movie to you. The script for Commando 2 was going to be Jenny and Cindy were taken hostage inside a corporate building, <laughs> and John Matrix would have to storm the building and take down the terrorists in order to rescue his girlfriend and his daughter. Now, wow. does that sound like a familiar movie?
0: Hold up. Did they actually use that script to make Die Hard?
1: Right, no. So that's the rumor that goes around on the internet because Stephen E. D'Souza, who wrote the script for Commando, is also the screenwriter of Die Hard. Oh, okay. But he has said completely not the case because Die Hard's based on a book, and in the book that happens. The guy goes into a building to rescue, I think it's his daughter in the book, rather than his wife in Die Hard. So it's just coincidence. But yeah, it's been a persistent rumor that the rejected script from Commando 2 became Die Hard 1. And even if that was true, go Die Hard, because you launched a franchise out of that. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> I sort of um, want to see that movie now with Arnold. Yeah, right? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool.
2: Did I read somewhere that, um, that Val Verde is mentioned in a couple other movies? Maybe one of the Die Hard movies?
1: Yes, Die Hard 2. So Val Verde yeah. is a fake South American yeah. country that Steven D'Souza uses in a lot of his projects, so as I guess not to offend a real country, <laughs> and uh, Commando is the very first appearance of Alverde. It's then used in Die Hard 2 because that's where the general, the bad guy in Die Hard 2, is from, or the guy he works for is from. It's used in a few TV series and um, some comics that the writer wrote. It's been used in a lot of stuff, but Commando is the first appearance of Alverde. All right, I guess we can um, wrap up our talk on Commando. But as always, we have to do a quick roundtable. Out of a possible two thumbs, how many thumbs do you give this movie, Jared?
2: Well, when I in, in the last week, I was thinking what I would give it, and I was thinking one and a half, but I think after this discussion, I'll just go with the full two. Nice. <laughs> Good man. All right, Clayton.
0: It's just going to be like, thank you for smoking, because I give it two as well
1: nice i'm so happy it went this way well i already said i gave it two thumbs up so now brian didn't watch it he told us that thus he does not get a vote hundred percent thus it's our second 100 percent movie yay fireworks 100 percent for commando as it should because it is the best Arnold movie keep your predators keep all your other stuff now we've given our thoughts I thought it'd be nice to share some thoughts from people on Twitter I put out the question. So, do you want to hear what some of our followers had to say about Commando? Go for it. Definitely. All right. So, first up, Troy from the World War G podcast. Troy said, this movie is the epitome of 80s action cheese. Tough guy wants to be left alone, forced back into action. Lots of guns, violence, and cheesy one-liners. That being said, it's also incredibly fun and very stupid. I think we'll agree. yes yeah, <laughs> spot on. Our friends at Shoot the Flick, one of the best cheesy Arnold movies. In camera review, such a great Arnold movie, but I prefer when he and Bill Duke fight on the same side. So our Green Beret obviously teamed up with Arnold and Predator. A Scotch and Sports Podcast said, such a fun movie. Adam Bell, I was today years old when I realized Bill Paxton was in this piece of awesome cheese we didn't mention that bill paxton turns up so he was in terminator one and then he was in commando and then went on to be in a lot of other cool stuff cheap seat reviews what a fun dumb movie i love the idea that a few grenades can blow up buildings like they're made of explodium that was a fantastic comment well done sorry you're in my seat podcast said arnie's had such a fantastic career although he's played larger characters i think commando is still one of his defining movies for all the right and wrong reasons i really want to watch this now to which i replied with the let's party gif (laughs) well i hope they did yeah i hope you did and i hope you enjoyed it as much as we clearly did Mm -hmm. keenan talks film some of the greatest one-liners ever in this film and then he listed them all but we've pretty much gone over all the ones he listed Mm -hmm. so thanks for the comment so thanks for everyone who jumped on and gave us their comments uh, if you want to leave your comments on our next movie, you can follow us on social media. Twitter is where I hang out the most, and we're at Heritage Film Pod. We're also on Instagram and Facebook at HeritageFilmPod. If you want to leave your comment by voice rather than writing, you can go to anchor.fm HeritageFilmPod and leave a voice message. We'll play it on the show. Otherwise, wait for the comment thread that I'll post a few days before our next recording. And you can comment on our next movie and we'll be sure to include it on the show. Go and visit our affiliates. I'll list them in the episode description. You can buy some cool swag from 80stees.com, from Sideshow Collectibles, and from things from another world. Go and get all of your geek stuff from all of those three guys. They're affiliate links. The products cost you nothing more. In some cases, you get them cheaper. We get a little kickback, helps support the shows. And we now have a Tee Public merch store where we're going to feature products from independent artists that match up with the movies we're reviewing on the show. So if you want some cool Commando t-shirts, jump over to Tee Public to our store in the link in the episode description. Our last plug is to remember that we have a Spotify playlist where we take songs or score from each of the movies we review and we add it to an ever-expanding Spotify playlist for your listening pleasure. It's like the soundtrack to our podcast, and it's curated by Jared. And I think it's pretty much up to date at this stage, right?
2: Yep, it is. Yep, just got to add some commando music.
1: Power station. All right. So now the last thing we have to do before we sign off is we have to get next time's movie pick. Normally it'd be Brian's pick, but he's not here, so he's graciously handed over the reins to Jared. So Jared, what is your movie pick?
2: Okay, so this was a movie that I always wanted to do, and um, after the events of the Capitol riot in America on January sixth, decided I had to do it. Sort of goes against my tradition of picking dark and serious movies, and I'm actually going to pick a comedy this time.
1: That does not sound like a comedy, does so <laughs> it?
2: Um, it is written and directed by the legendary Coen Brothers. It is an absolutely star-studded cast: um, George Clooney, Frances McDormand, Brad Pitt. John Malkovich, Tilda Swinton, Richard Jenkins, and J.K. Simmons. From 2008, it is Burn After Reading.
1: Good choice. I haven't seen that since it first came out. I'll be interested to see Clayton's take on this, because it might be in a similar vein to Thank You For Smoking.
0: I have never seen it, and I thought you were going to pick White House down with
1: Chan Taken. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: I think we've done enough Channing Because of the, <laughs> right and the White House.
1: Do you know, you just said his name right. But all during the Magic Mike episode, not once did you pronounce his name right. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Until our next episode, be sure to check out our social media. Be sure to check out our affiliates. Go and watch Burn After Reading. And we'll be back with Brian, Jared, Clayton, and myself. And until then, as always, we are out.